Okay, John, it's so nice to finally meet you. And it was, I don't know, maybe the network or something. I was trying to find the meeting, but I couldn't see it. Thank God we're here now. So let's start with your information, John. Talk to me and try to introduce yourself, okay? The name, the bio, important things that we've got to know about you. All right. Yeah, um, I'm a uh, director of fitness at a golf course here in Washington State. And uh, prior to that, I was a PE teacher and football coach. Um, I have a master's degree from uh, Ohio University in physical education. Um, and I'm pursuing a master's of theology um, from Faith Seminary here in Tacoma. Um, and let's see what else about that. And I've served in the United States Marine Corps um, for four and a half years during Desert Storm. So. Mm -hmm. And then I just finished uh, a year ago. I published uh, my book, Broken and Redeemed, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, was, and it's been out uh, in bookstores since uh, August of last year. Okay. That's true. That's true. I I came across your book also. So let's get to it. I'm going to be asking you some certain questions. All right. I hope you're mm -hmm. ready. Okay. So let's start with how did you. How did you find freedom? How did you find freedom? Yeah. Well, it, it took it took a little while um, because my childhood was was a traumatic childhood. Um, I spent ten years working with a counselor and then my spiritual mentor, um, both of them, and yeah. through through their guidance and then just developing a daily prayer plan and reading plan, um, I was able to grow closer to God and then give up basically complete control and that's when the freedom really came is because most of my life i tried to control everything and uh once i you know said i look i can't do this you got to take over and and i and i just sat back and let god's will take over um you know things started happening in my life i started to see things through a different set of eyes um and then the true part of it was, uh, you know, just becoming humble and vulnerable, so I could, so I could do a self-examination of see to see where in my past, you know, what sins I committed, what I needed to forgive myself for, forgive other people for, and then ask to ask for forgiveness. And that's the toughest part, I think, of a of the Christian walk is that self-examination, um, because you have it, to really do that, you know. David said in the Psalms, yeah. God search my heart for whatever's not of you and, and show me what it is. Yeah. And and that's, you know, that's where the freedom comes from is because when you can do that, um, it relieves all the shame, the guilt, you know, anything you're carrying. So that's, that's, that's true. Okay. So I love the way you answer that question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. So let's get on with the second one. Okay. Mm -hmm. This one, I am um, so eager to answer for you. Okay. So he says, to those people that were affected by your past actions, mm -hmm. and say, if what he says is true, why didn't he think about how his actions were affected, or how his actions affected others then, instead of 15 to 20 years later? You get that? Well, yeah, the easiest answer I can give for that is is because I wasn't looking through the right eyes. I didn't have I didn't have the softened heart. Mm. Um, I I had pride. I had ego. Um, mm. 
And so I was looking at the world through a different lens. And and now to see what God has done for me and, mm-hmm. and to see the world through his eyes is, mm-hmm. is a different, you know, uh, that was, you know, I'm a different person. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say that the other person doesn't show up from time to time because we all still fall. Um, but I, I know the signs, I can see the signs. And so it helps me sin less. Um, but that's the, that's the best way I can answer it is, is I'm not the same person I was, um, you know, through, through God's grace. Yeah, 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 um, he's, yeah. he's softened my heart and he's, he's allowed me to see the world through different eyes. And so I treat people differently now. And, and, you know, the, the, the only thing I can say to the people that of my past is, you know, I hope they forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because it, it, you know, the okay. results of my trauma and yeah. what I carried with me built that pride and that ego so far that I didn't let people in and it was all about what I wanted to do and you know that hurt a lot of people and, yeah, and yeah. you know um, that's the part of the self-examination that's the roughest part of Christianity it's the messy part of Christianity yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah correct. I mean one of my one of my favorite authors yeah AJ Swoboda, AJ Swoboda yeah. said that your life be gets messier after you meet Jesus because <laughs> you have to do all the, you have to do all the self-examination. So exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. so, okay, let me, let me ask you a question. How did mm-hmm. Jesus get involved? How were you able to come in contact or how did you uh, get to know Christ and everything changed it? You started to see well, we didn't... God's lens. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't grow up in a Christian house. Um, you know, I didn't know, really know anything about God or Christianity or church okay. when I was growing up. It wasn't until I, um, you know, the first seed was probably planted when I was in boot camp in the Marine Corps because um, mm-hmm. the drill instructor said we could go to church to have an hour of freedom of the drill instructors. And so mm-hmm. I said, I'm going. Um, and so that's probably where the seed was planted. And then it was just over the over the years, yeah. um, I started working, you know, as a coach, I started working with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so my faith started to grow a little bit. Um, but it wasn't until I started my work with Scotty Kessler, who's my mm-hmm. spiritual mentor, um, and, and working through his, you know, with his guidance and growing my faith through, you know, reading plans that he developed for me, prayer plans that he developed for me. Um, that's, that's where the work really started. And I started to see, you know, the, the grace of God in my wow. life. And, you know, I could look back on my life, even though I wasn't a Christian and I could yeah. see where God's hands were in my life as I was growing up, even though I wasn't a Christian. So, um, but it wasn't until I met Scotty is when I really started to deepen my faith. And then, you know, I, I wanted to go deeper into the word and that's why I enrolled in seminary because I wanted to kind of, as I told Scotty, I wanted to get behind the words and, and go I study it more. So, and, and it was just a personal quest. You know, I had no desire to, to get a divinity degree or anything like that. It was just for my own knowledge of the word. So. It's really okay. So, what does it mean? What does the word surrender? You get it? Surrender. What does it mean mm-hmm. to you? Your understanding of the word surrender. To me, it's giving up everything that you, that you hold dear. I mean, and and you know, when I say everything, it's it's control. You know, when I was, as I started working with Scotty, you know, yeah. I still wanted things in my time. Um, you know, and, and people would see like, you know, it's God's timing. And I'm like, no, nah, I want it in John's timing. Well, when, when I tried to do it that way, it never worked. And so, you know, I had to give up that control of that. Uh, it's, it's 
um, surrendering to become vulnerable um, mm-hmm. and, to, and to humble yourself and to give up your pride. That's what surrender is to me. Um, and I think it's tougher for men because we're, we're, when we grow up, we're told that we're supposed to be the strong and the, and the, you know, the, the tough yeah. and all that stuff. And so, so I think it's, it's tougher for us to become vulnerable and ask for help. Um, and, and I think that's, that's the key is the vulnerability and the, and, and getting rid of your pride and, uh, and humbling yeah. yourself. That's, yeah. that's what, that's what surrender is. And, and it is a surrendering of pride because you can't have pride and have a relationship with Christ. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Another one that I also love is the understanding of what it means when I say you walk by faith, because I've actually had series of experiences concerning walking by faith, beautiful ones actually. So now I'm so eager to hear your own. Uh, how would I put it now? Maybe experience or uh, what walking by faith means to you. Maybe you probably even have some practical example. You understand, all right? Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, well, walking by faith to me means that you, that you're just going to trust and let God do the work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and you know, there's. I tell people like this when I when I talk about this is is, you know, you pray. You know, and we have a communication with God and we pray for things. Yeah. And I'll use this as an example. So let's say I needed a job and yeah. I'm praying to God that he gives me the right job. Yeah. Well, if I sit on my couch every day and don't go look for a job, yeah. the job ain't going to happen. So there's, mm-hmm. there's, I have to do my earthly part exactly. for that prayer to happen because he's going to place me where he wants me, but I yeah. have to do the legwork on here yeah. for that yeah. to take place. And so, hmm. you know, that's, that's walking by faith is, is you Yes, you're going to pray for it, but then you're also going to do the part of your part that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll give you a practical example is I, mm-hmm. I was, my business was closing down because of COVID. And so I was praying that we would get out of our lease without too much financial issues, that we'd sell all the equipment and all this other stuff. And I'm praying for, yeah. you know, what I could see yeah. that I needed help with. And then I had an investor who was one of my initial investors in the business. He called me and said, Hey, John, I'm going to, you don't have to pay me back your money. And it was a $10,000 loan. And he told me I didn't have to pay him back. So I wasn't even, that wasn't even on my radar. So I was praying for all this other stuff. And, and then I went, wow, okay. So I'm, I'm doing this and I'm praying for this. And God went, okay, since you're doing this, I'm going to take care of this for you. That's the way I looked at that. And, uh, you know, when you see stuff like that happen, you know, that's walking by faith. And another practical example I'll give you is this. Yeah. So I was prompted by the Holy Spirit in February of 2021 to finish my book. Okay. I'd started it in 2014, but okay. it sat on the shelf until 2021. Ooh. Holy Spirit told me yeah. through the, through the word and through reading that I needed to finish the book. Hmm. So I committed to writing for two hours a day okay. and the book was finished in four weeks. Ooh. Okay. Then I talked with my spiritual mentor and he got me in touch with an editor who used to work with him in prayer ministry. She started doing the editing on my book. Halfway through that, she told me she was a scout for Morgan James Publishing. September of 2021, I was accepted by Morgan James. And then March, March of last, March of last year, I got my first copy of the book. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen that quick without God's intervention. Exactly. And, and so 
the when I heard that and I obeyed what he asked me to do, yeah. all those things took place. Mm. And, you know, and then the book went into bookstores August of last year. So in, in a year and a half, I went from five chapters of a book to a yeah. complete book and in the bookstores mm-hmm. in a year and a half. Mm. And, you know, when you see that type of stuff in oh. your life, it makes it easier to walk by faith because you've mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah, and and yeah. you understand that. And I tell my friends, you know, I don't worry about anything now. I, I really don't. I just pray. If I get in a situation, I start praying. Yes. And I don't yeah. worry about the outcome right. because I know he's going to take care. It might take some time, but yeah. he's going to take care of it. Yeah. It might yeah. not be the way I want it to be taken care of, but yeah. it's going to be the best thing for me. And, I, and I, I've seen that evidence. Hmm. So it makes it easier to to rest in that. And yeah. I think that's hard for, for young Christians is because... Yeah. You know, they don't see things for a while um, because they're still fighting some of their old self. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, things might not happen as quickly as they want because they Mm -hmm. have that, you know, and so it's it's a little tougher. And that's why I always tell young Christians, you got to find a mentor for somebody who's more mature than you Mm -hmm. and have them disciple you, have them help you, have them read the word with you so that they, they can answer questions. And it just, I mean, you know, Scotty and I met by the grace of God and yeah. it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So. That's so beautiful. Okay. So another question. Okay. So can someone think they are basically a good person and only somewhat broken? but still needs redemption. Well, I think everybody needs redemption. Even if you, even if you, you know, because we all have, you know, what, and it says in the Bible that what's done in the darkness will bring, will come to light. Nice, yeah. And so, you know, it, because of what took place in Genesis and the fall of Adam and Eve, yeah. you know, we, we're all, we all have that sinful nature and we all need to be redeemed. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. just it's it's how much redemption do you need? How much repentance do you need? And, and and that's determined on, you know, how you were brought up. I mean, I know people that are brought up in the church, you know, and and yeah. and they've they've never, you know, they say they've never sinned. Well, it says in the Bible, if you say you've never sinned, then you're a liar. <laughs> you know, and yeah. So so you know, I think it's it's a I think it's a level. And, and if you've lived a great moral life, yes, your 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 repentance and your redemption is not going to be as much as mine. Mm. And I'm happy for you. Um, and and that's that's how I would answer that question. Mm, correct, correct. Because due to the sin of um, Ada, the way he fell, everyone automatically became sinners. So yep. what you said, what you said is so so correct, so so correct. So now let's place the focus on your book now because mm-hmm. uh, yeah I would want you to talk to me more about it. So what was one of the most difficult subjects to write about during your book writing John? The most well it was subject? it was yeah yeah, yeah. It, that's easy to answer. It was right it was writing about, about the transgressions that I made and the fall and the in the mistakes I made without opening the wounds of people who were affected by them. Mm-hmm. Um that was the toughest part because I, I I wanted to put some of that in the book so people could see where I come from, but I didn't want to open, reopen the wounds of the people that I hurt. And so that was the toughest part of the book. And and I think that my editor and I did a good job of that. Um, obviously, the people who, if someone were to read the book that was involved in those situations, they would understand what I'm talking about. But, you know, they wouldn't know 
you know, people who weren't around that, they're not going to know who it was or yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah, the details. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, but that was the hardest part. That was the hardest part. Okay. Yeah. So, to be sincere, what prompted you to write that particular book? That's your book. What What was the deciding factor? To write the book? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, in twenty in two thousand fourteen, my counselor during a session, as we were talking about everything, she said, "John, you need to write a book." And I kind of laughed at her because you know my story's not unique. It's it, it's my story, but there's people who've been down the same path. There's people that have been down far worse paths than I have. Um, and when she told me that, and I shared it with a few of my friends, and I shared some of my story, and they're like, "Yeah, John, you need to write a book." And so then I sat there and I thought, "Okay, I'm a kid who flunked." English in high school. I have mm-hmm. dyslexia. How am I going to write a book? <laughs> and so um, I, I sought out a young lady who was at my church and, and she was a writer for our church. And so she okay. started helping me and we outlined the book okay. and I started writing in it. But five chapters into it, it just, it didn't feel right. And so I just put it away and, and I needed to grow in my faith and my spirituality before the book could be done. And that's why it took until 2021. Mm. And, and, you know, like I told you earlier, the book yeah. was finished in four weeks once yeah. I was prompted to, to yeah. complete it. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, forgiveness, forgiveness, like how important is forgiveness in your work with God? Um, super important. I think it, I, I think the hardest thing for a lot of people is self-forgiveness. They have to yeah. forgive themselves yeah. before they can yeah. for, for, forgive others. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and when you think about it, you know, God forgave us by giving his son to us Ooh, for, yeah. for the redemption. Okay. And if, if he can do that, then we have to forgive others. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the hardest thing I think for people who grew up or went through trauma is to forgive the people who caused the trauma. Um, But I always tell people that forgiveness doesn't make that act go away, but it Mm -hmm. takes away the shame and guilt and the, and the things that you're holding because you're giving that away and you're letting God take care of that. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't erase what happened, but it erases the captivity of what happened. If that makes sense. So that's how I look at forgiveness. And I think it's super important, you know, and, and we, we're going to be doing that continually. So. Okay. That's, that's true. Because, you know, even God's word told us that before we can get an answer prayer, we've got to ensure that we, ha- we are not being regretted with anyone, forgiving anyone who offends us. So what you mm-hmm. said is so correct. All right. So. Right. Um, Mental health, mental health counseling, the benefits of mental health counseling. Talk to me. You know, mental health, it, it, I mean, it, it rescued me. Um, and it, it just, it's a, it's a place where you can go and you can be honest, open, and you're not going to be judged. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're, and you can talk through things that, you know, the counselor is going to shed different lights on things that you might not have thought about um and and christine did a phenomenal job it took 10 years off and on i worked with her for 10 over 10 you know about 10 years off and on and then you know my last session with her i walked out of her office and i felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders and and i walked back in and i said christine i'm not coming back and she goes what do you mean i said i'm done i'm free 
you know, I'm not held by the stuff that happened to me. I'm not held by the shame or the guilt or the resentment or any. And and it was the one of the best days that I experienced. Other than you know when I gave my gave up control to to Christ, you know, those were two pretty highlighted days. So. I'm so I'm so happy that like now things has really changed and you start to see things from God's own lens according to your words. Yes. I'm so happy about that. I'm so glad. And that's the beauty that's the beauty of it all. When you 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 forsake all of your old ways and turn to God. Right. I'm so glad. And it's, it's so But it's Yeah. And it's going to take some time. So I I talk yeah. about that in my book and I and I okay. use the crucifix as an example because I think the crucifix was used in Jesus death to to model for us that our old self is going to die slowly and it's going to be a little bit painful because the crucifixion is a slow painful death and and our old self is not going to just disappear it's going to take a little bit of time for it to go away and and it might be a little painful and i think that was what the the cross represents at least to me that's what it represents that's so why that's so why yeah reality speaking i think that's how it is because they don't die immediately they will still stay nope. at you yeah death comes wow yeah. i've never thought about that and and i mean think about it. what did christ said on the cross he said why father why have you forsaken, forsaken me? me so yeah. he was in pain and he was he, he was struggling with what he was doing yeah. and i can't tell you how many times during my you know increase in faith walk where i've went okay are you still going to love me are you still going to get even though i've done this this and this you know don't forsake me you know yeah. and you know i think i think the crucifix is a good example and that's what we should yeah. see it as so but hey i am learning seriously speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm so sure i'm so sure that that the audience still will pick learning from all that we've been discussing about so okay you- I, i have to ask i have a question for you real quick Okay. Where are you at in this in this big wide world? Where are you located? Okay, I'm located in um, Nigeria, and um, that's okay. Africa, Africa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, all <laughs> yeah. right. So, okay. So, um, let us let me round up with this. Okay, how was your um um coaching life? How how was it like? You know, I think you said you were a coach. You go coaching mm-hmm. for something. Yeah. So, talk to me. How was it like? For how long did you coach and I coached I coached for yeah I coached for 17 years at, at the high school and college level I coached yeah. American football oh. um and so um you know and and you know there's I don't regret um any of the you know there's things that I I need you know I didn't do correctly um but as I look back if I would have had the the eyes that I have now I think my coaching would have been a little different but I don't dwell on that because it's that wasn't who I was then yeah, yeah, and yeah. I did the best job I could do so yeah. but I mean I still had impact on I still had impact on kids and yeah, you know I still yeah. t- stay in touch with some of my kids and you know it's it's through social media we stay in contact yeah, and you know I've watched yeah. them you know grow and grow their families and stay in contact with that's, them so that's, that's kind of nice Yeah, I know watching them grow and all of that you're feeling so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, then let's round up with this. What is the okay. most uh, important accept in developing a true relationship with God? 
like the most important accept in developing a true relationship with God. You get that? For me, the most important thing to develop that relationship is you have to have daily prayer and reading. Daily you know, because prayer. Because you have to, have, you have to talk. Yeah, you have to talk to God, like um, even though He knows what we're going to say. Yeah, He He yeah. knows what we're going to say. He knows our thoughts, but He yeah. still wants to hear them. Yeah. And so I think that's important. And then I think you have to have daily reading because you have to understand what His Word is saying to you. Mm-hmm. And I think the closer you grow in Christ, the Word speaks to you differently, and you start to see things in the Bible differently because you're seeing it through a different lens. Mm-hmm. And so you, when you read, I mean, I could read scripture that I read two years ago and it speaks to me differently. Different, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I love about, you know, it's called the living word and that's, yeah. that's what it is because yeah. it's going to speak to you, whatever you need. And, and it could be the same verse. I mean, there's sometimes I read a verse and I was like, I don't remember that. You know, and it speaks to you totally different and, mm-hmm. and it's at the right time and the right place. And so I think you have to have that plus, yeah. You have to understand the word in order to fight off the enemy um, when he attacks you, because the word is our sword. Yeah, and yeah. Jesus, you know, Jesus modeled that when he was in the desert, because yeah. the first thing he did when Satan tempted him in the desert is he quoted scripture. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's a that's what he was modeling for us. So I think, and in, in, in to quote scripture, you have to you have to know scripture, and yeah. and that's where the daily reading comes in. So. So, in fact, you are such a brilliant explainer. The way you explain. Well, I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just speak. I just this, you know, what God puts on my heart. I try to speak, and it's, it's, you know, I've talked about it a lot, and you know, it just, you know, if I can help one person just a little bit in their faith walk, you know, that's the important thing, and that's what we're here to to do because we were told to go make to go make disciples of all nations. So, yep. Yeah, so correct. So, so what um, advice would you like to give someone who had a rough past, a past of that he or she is condemning his or herself, and now I feel like a sinner now. I can't even approach God. I don't. I don't. Well, think, yeah. So what? What you? Yeah. The first path? thing I would tell him is: is no matter what you've been through, God loves you. And, yeah. and he's always going to love you. Yeah. And and if you were you were a victim of trauma, you were a victim. It's not your fault. And then find somebody who can help you through the through all that. Either mm. professional counselor, spiritual counselor, spiritual mentor, or a combination of both. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help because a lot of people think they can go through it by themselves. You're not the only person that's going through what you went through. Um, there's other people. And that's my advice to them is seek help and, and, and don't, if, if you're a victim, just remember you're a victim. It wasn't your fault and don't, and stop beating yourself up. And that's harder. That's, that's the hardest thing is to, to stop beating yourself up. So. Stop beating yourself up. Yep. Okay. So thank you so very much, John. That, you're the, welcome. The moments I tell you so, so, so impacting. Okay. So. Um, for in case there is anyone listening or that will listen and would like to get a copy of your book, can you? What's the title again? It's okay. Broken and Redeemed. Broken, Broken Redeemed. and Redeemed, Finding Freedom Through Complete Surrender. Um, you can get it on my website, brokenandredeemed.com. Amazon, it's on Amazon, it's on Kindle. It's, you know, it, it's anywhere books are sold. So um, it's available. Anywhere um, books are sold. 
Yep, yep. Oh, so okay. Barnes and Noble, any bookstore online, everything. So okay, thank you so very much, Dad. That that awesome. Fact. This has been great. I dare you. <laughs> okay, so to round up, to round up with, is there any other thing you would like to add or say? Well, that's sure. You know, I just I'd encourage your listeners, you know, if they are broken to, to remember that, that, you know, seek help, go get, you know, find somebody who can who's a mentor to you and, and you can trust. And it's going to take a little bit of time. It might be hard, but but you'll find freedom if you if you really work with it and, and stay in the word every day. So stay in the word every day. Yep. Yep. So brilliant. Uh, thank you so very much. <laughs> And God bless you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I can, I can see that it was a blessing for you, and that makes me happy. Yeah, so. seriously. <laughs> so maybe we can, we should do some other time to so talk more. Or what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. I'd All love right. to. So don't worry. I'll yeah, just sit you and I will be about it. Stop fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank so, you. Thank you so very much. Shalom. Have a blessed day. Yeah, and you do. Bye.